0: You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919 710 1864. You can also check out all his reviews at www.closewithcasey.com. Thanks, y'all.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lift Eat podcast brought to you by Hunt Lift Eat Official. I'm Carter McKenzie here with my co host, Bobby McCready. What's going on, Bobby? What's going on, man? How are you today? I'm good, dude. I I really enjoyed uh, your dog tearing through your cords here and ripping your MacBook off your uh, off your desk. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, I know it aggravated you, but that's a good way to start this thing off.
2: We, you know what? It's just the way the day's been going. Shitty day at work. Shitty day working in the camper, and then you just sit down and you're finally like unwinding, and then your dog just like, nah, I don't fucking think so, and just throws your laptop across the room. But I'm very excited now because uh, as we were hearing in the pre lobby, we're getting a little bit of the story and. We we're just getting teasers of what's about to happen. So now I'm really excited because now the the suspense has built up for what we're about to uh unpack here.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Uh we've been uh looking forward to this podcast for about a week and a half now, and I don't know where this journey is gonna take us, uh, but I'm along for the ride and I'm excited about it, boys. So can we got our guests for tonight? Uh two new team members joining us over here at Hunt Lift Deep. We're stoked to have them on here for their first inaugural podcast. We got uh David Stark and we got Jacus Hull. What's going on, fellas? Oh good, man. Excited to be here.
3: Super proud that uh, that you used inaugural for the first time and not like first annual or some shit like everybody else does. It's cool.
1: <laughs> it drives me crazy when people use uh, that incorrectly, I It's man. nuts. Yeah. We get along just yeah. fine. Or biannual or <laughs> We do this
0: <laughs> once every two years.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of dummies. Awesome boys, well welcome on, welcome to the podcast. Uh this all kind of the inception of this topic came about after we we saw a picture of a bull that was killed, a bull elk that was killed by uh you yep.
0: Jacques. Uh, you can you can call it a bull loosely if you want.
3: That's impressive. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> a good looking bull. And uh we quickly found out that there's a story behind this and uh we love a good story, so you know, in lieu of a, a campfire at deer camp right now. This is about as close as I'm gonna get to a, a good hunting story, so we're stoked Hell for it, yeah. guys.
0: We better buckle up, that's all I have to say. <laughs> the highs are high and the
3: lows are low. It's exceptional.
1: For us anyway. That's what makes a good hunting right. story, man. High highs and low lows, man. <laughs> yeah. So explain to uh listeners why the two of you are in a sitting on a bench seat of a camper together right now, and and where are okay, you? Okay,
3: so so we're uh, we're we're brothers in law. Um, Hold on, this goes back. How long have you been
0: with my sister?
3: Uh, it'll be nineteen years in January.
0: Nineteen years ago, this guy punched me and knocked me out, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I, then married my sister. Yeah,
3: not my That's proudest. It's not ass. my <laughs> proudest moment. I was twenty years old, and he was fucking nine. So.
2: Wait, did he did you like ask him or something like that? Like, hey, I'm gonna date your sister. He you said no, and then you socked him oh, like, fast forward. He's,
3: he's he was doing typical little brother shit, which I, I have other little brothers, and uh I was we were like sitting in the floor watching TV and like I'm I'm, you know, lay down on my belly up on my elbows, kinda that that uh what was it prone position or whatever and He's sitting next to me, and he's, like, slugging me in the arm, and so, like, I'm nudging him, like, get the fuck off me, dude, you know, like, just having a good time or whatever, and, well, like, I just kind of drew my old right hand back just a hair, was gonna, like, give him a good slug on the fucking shoulder, well, as I did, he leans towards me, and I hit this fucker right on the button, and he just, face plates, just goes smooth the fuck out, right got right in the middle of his parents living room floor and like Son parents are on
0: the couch sisters next to him yeah i'm out cold <laughs> like my parents like that's what he gets
3: yeah i was expecting to ask a <laughs> lifetime because his his uh his dad's a mechanic and he's got fucking popeye forearms he's just a super stupid strong dude and now they <laughs> laughed about it so here we are you know
2: uh, there you now go. Fast forward, you're sitting on a bench in a camper. Fast forward, together.
3: we're sitting here because we both have houses full of rowdy ass sure. kids, and and so we had to escape to the camper and and sit on the same computer. So that's that. There you go. Version, Where are you boys located? My
0: version's better. Uh, <laughs> he punched, knocked me out, and married my sister. Uh, it's shorter, obviously. Yeah. So we're in uh, we're in southeast Oklahoma where uh the sun melts your skin off your bones and the winter freezes you from the inside out
3: yeah we're 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 you know we're we're 10 minutes roughly from uh the north texas border um about an hour and a half north of dallas like just a straight shot up the highway um it's pretty much the easiest way I know how to explain it and give folks proximity.
0: We sit right in between the Red nice. River and the Blue River.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. And did y'all grow up in that area?
3: Yeah, yeah like, yes and no. Um, my story, like, I did eventually. I bounced around a lot when I was a kid. Um, I lived in Colorado for a spell. We lived in I lived in New Mexico for a spell. Uh, down um, – in i don't know what part of texas but down around stephenville texas a little town called gorman um for a spell you know we bounced around a little bit and then finally landed back in my dad's hometown here in southeastern oklahoma which was eight minutes from where i was born anyhow and and been here ever since
1: nice jacus is
0: yeah i was born here i was raised here i never left here
1: Nice. So what was, uh, what was hunting in the outdoors like for you guys in in that area growing up?
0: Uh, I have a big family, man. I've got, um, a couple of brothers and a sister, and then we had some close family friends that we all camped and hunted with and, uh, kind of cultivated this, this culture of, um, Everyone goes into one spot, cultivates a camp, and we all hunt here, and we all eat here, and we all hang out here, and everybody's camper is everybody else's camper, and it was really family-oriented. Um, I had two generate three generations of men to hunt with, um, great-grandpas, grandpa's dads, and then, you know, older brothers and such, but we all just kind of, you know, we had guys that walk-hunted, old men uh, wearing blue jeans and t-shirts, walk-hunting and killing the biggest, you know swamp donkeys out there i had you know guys that would just they and this isn't a joke he would kill the biggest buck in the camp taking a shit every year uh or or call one in by by falling asleep and snoring and call one in and and i'm not even joking but uh so those are the guys that we had and it was just uh it was mostly uh rifle or muzzle loader and uh very rarely did we get into archery. Um, if at all, really, I think we use archery as kind of a buffer, um, to get down into the woods and set up stands and put out corn and set up cameras and do all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, muzzle loader and rifle, um, were our primary hunt seasons. Um, so they were blind hunts, tree stand hunts, um, which, you know, I guess for me in the last five years, I've taken hunt- hunting as my own responsibility and really um, started to dive into what it means to hunt. What is, what do I, how do I define it? Get into the philosophy of it and the sportsmanship and the ethics and morals and all of that kind of stuff and kind of taking it for my own. So um, that's what it was for me. We dragged this guy out eventually after he knocked me out. My parents was like, Hey, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. We'll bring him down.
3: nice as a nice, guy. A nice he's in. Deer.
0: Who knows? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, mine's, uh, that mine's not as, as storied. Um, like I said, I bounced around a lot, uh, early on in life up until like I was in the fifth grade. And at, at that point, my dad, um, then like when we moved back home the family here they had they had deer leases and and um, we did a yearly bird hunt um, and stuff like that but um, the lease went away relatively quickly after we moved back home the the yearly bird hunt went away relatively quickly after we moved back home Um, and then not long after that i was in, in you know junior high and high school and so during the During the breaks, like, so our, our rifle season is only two weeks long. And the first week of it, opening week is during Thanksgiving break. Um, and I would have basketball practices that started at 5 AM through the break. And so, um, on top of that, just, that was kind of my general, what I wanted to do anyway. I focused more on, on sports, basketball and baseball primarily, So I didn't, I didn't hunt a lot, you know, growing up, I went a couple of times, um, when I got in with these guys, I went a couple of times, um, then my dad, when my dad passed in 2014, um, that year, I just kind of decided was like, you know, it's, you know, you should have spent more time doing those things and going with dad instead of having dad drop you off at the gym on his way out in the woods. And so I, I, I actually, I was, uh, 29 and i killed my first buck and doe in the same day um just two and a half weeks after he passed during that thanksgiving break and uh that really kind of lit it up and it was the same thing like at that time like it wasn't a new year's resolution because i'm not a i I think a new year's resolution like you can make a related resolution on the fucking tuesday so like just made the, the decision then that like, Hey, it's time to get better, be more involved in the outdoors and, I'll, and pretty well exactly the same thing that Jacob was saying saying earlier, you know, get more into the philosophy and make sure that, that I'm doing, you know, and getting out and getting my kids out. You know, I, I have five kids and, and I, every chance I get, I, I try to get them. I spend more time hunting with them than I do by myself. Um, so, uh, here we are, you know, um, and, and I couldn't be more excited to be a part of this team and, and this community, you know, doing this.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. We're, we're stoked to have you. And I think what you're talking about here is going to resonate with a lot of folks, and it really makes a lot of sense to me. And when you kind of start realizing that, oh, like this is a, a passion, like this is going to be a part of my life for a long time, that's when you start thinking about what y'all are describing here, right? Because I remember when that happened to me when I was in my – early twenties. Cause I didn't grow up hunting either. But when you start thinking about words like ethics and, you know, philosophy and like, what does this mean to me and how is this going to shape? I knew it wasn't going anywhere. And how's this going to shape like the rest of my life? How's this going to be a part of my life forever. Yeah. Uh, that's a really cool part of the journey and uh real like pivot. That's a pivotal moment. Right. And that, that, I think that resonates with a lot of folks. Hell yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I hope so. You know, I, I, I've already found folks and seen folks in the community that, that I have a connection with as far as, you know, similar stories and things like that. So, you know, hopefully we can, we can help open some more dialogue, you know, and, and get people to understand that. Yeah. Just cause you didn't start hunting when you were three years old or whatever, doesn't mean that you can't start now.
0: Shit. My kids are five, still yeah. haven't hunted and they're not going <laughs> to hunt for a minute. This is about dad for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: Well, let's let's open up a dialogue here. I, we need to we need to kick this uh kick this story off here. So, why don't why don't y'all set the scene for us and uh give us some context to 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 this adventure, this odyssey. So,
0: so one day, many moons ago, <laughs> David was cooking dinner and I showed up to eat. And he was filling out some paperwork on the computer and was like, hey, man, you really need to put in for this. I was depressed as shit, man. I'm talking like the dumps, like dark, dark, dark place. And he's like, it's 25 bucks to put in for this. Just like apply for it. It's a once in a life. We'd already been talking about, like, man, we need to go to Colorado or Oregon. We need to get on this moose or this elk hunt. Like, let's start planning stuff. And it's just not clicking, you know. I, I had a kid and – he's got 15 and (laughs) I can't keep him off my sister kind of thing. I don't know. And so, uh, he's like, man, you really just need to apply for this and and just see what happened. And like, I'm talking shit is just rolling downhill in life for me. I was like, you know what? It's 25 bucks. Cool. Whatever. I'm, you know, like I may die tomorrow. Who knows? Let's see what happens. So I just, I went ahead and I applied and got a confirmation email that, that it went through. Um, and then uh so that was april
1: june now is this a tag in oklahoma can you hunt elk yeah, in yeah that's what i was
3: that's what i was saying earlier like you can this is actually a, a draw hunt they're once in a lifetime draws huh. but it's a draw yeah. hunt out in uh it's out in uh Le- yeah it's western oklahoma um in the in the okay. wichita mountains which is like comanche territory
0: tell us to set the scene okay so here in a minute david's gonna set the scene on what uh, the Wichita mountains are, but as of right now, you okay. need to know that this is a once in a lifetime draw. Yeah. If you, right. if you, are a... not
1: something some asshole gets for drawn for putting in on a whim. Yeah. Right? Like, so like, the thing <laughs> no, is... hold
0: on, hold on. If you draw this tag, <laughs> if you draw this tag, you don't get to draw it again. That's, if you are successful or right.
3: unsuccessful, you don't get to draw again. Previously. If you, if you, if you draw and you can't make it now, you you can buy a five dollar point guard and you can reapply. You can apply your in. point guard. Yep. Used to so, our, our, my father in law, his dad, he he drew out on this hunt years and years and years ago and didn't get to make it, and he's just never going to get to do it again.
1: Gotcha. Um, so
0: that's kind of my understanding of this going into this. All right, yeah. like if you if you were successful in drawing. You do not get to get this again, yeah,
3: uh, ever. Well, at that time, I didn't know that they had the point guard either. So, yeah,
0: I get an email, successful application,
3: and I'm like, yeah, no
0: shit. Like you could have told me that two weeks ago when I fucking applied that I that you received my application. Cool, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) So, (laughs) I move on into, I skip some context here. I move on into into November first, and I get. A letter in the mail. All hunters must report on this day at 10 a.m. to this location. If you have not accepted your tag in the app, go accept your tag. If you don't accept it by the 11th, you lose your your spot. I was like, what the? Everyone got this, obviously. So I shoot a picture to Dave, and I'm like, hey, what did yours say? He's like, I didn't get one. You drew out. And I was like, what do you mean I drew out? He's like, like you're going to hunt an elk. Why the fuck didn't you check your emails?
3: <laughs> That's pretty well exactly what happened. They send it out to you in June and it says application successful. And and this guy thinks that it means that you just successfully applied. First time he's ever applied. For your donation. First time yeah, I've ever yeah. done
0: anything like this, right? So yeah. so what should have happened is in June I should have got a successful application and then I should have been on uh, Onyx maps and all this stuff and, and scouting and reading Topo maps and, and buying all this gear, you know, kind of month over month getting ready for it and training and training and training. Yeah. I had from the second. I had three weeks. Yeah, I had three weeks to get all my shit together.
3: Yeah. So he he calls me <laughs> with this right, like yeah, says so everything leading up to that. It's like it's yeah, you're hitting the nail on the head. So, um, I'll back up kind of in the middle of the story a little bit. So in August, uh, August 11th to be exact, he and I started. I've been bitching and whining and talking about needing to get in the gym because I had some health issues the year prior. Um, almost died, yada yada. I'm not going to get into all of it, but some of that contributed to some of the 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 mental health stuff that he kind of alluded to earlier. And so we we bounce off in the gym in August, right? And so this is the first part of November, and like I'm just barely like even remotely kind of trying to get into shape. And he he sends
0: me this. Hold on, you're insulting me because I fucking built you
3: <laughs> it just really tells everybody now uh, it's, it's 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 I took David it's quite the it's quite the compliment
0: I took David in in August from a 95 pound bench press to October a 200 plus bench press.
3: But, uh, yeah. Yeah. We had some muscle fire. That's there, a real so increase right yeah, there. He, yeah. That's awesome. He beat my ass is what he did. He enjoyed it. It's, it's all these years of me being on his sister, I guess he felt like it's the only way he's going to kick the shit out of me. It was Jesus. so, so we're in any so house. <laughs> he, he, he messaged me on you know, November. He's like, the fuck is this? And I give him the, the, the shakedown and chew his ass out as I do um, as a big brother. Like this is not a brother-in-law thing. Like, this is my little brother, you know, known the kids that he was like fucking nine years old. Long enough you know. to punch me. And so I give him an ass you and he's like, well, I need you to go with me. And I was like, the fuck? Like, I don't know if I'm prepared for that, you know? And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, because I, I you know, my, I have an ob- obsessive personality. And so like, even though I've never been on elk hunts or, or been on, you know, Western hunts or anything like that. Like I, I, I obsessively read about it and study it. And, and you know, because when I get involved in these things, like when I go and do this shit, I want to know what I'm doing. I have imposter syndrome like a son of a bitch, but I want to know at the back of my mind that I know what I'm doing, even though I'm going to second guess myself the whole time. And so I'm like, fuck, okay. So like, what do I need to get? Like I've got gear on my list that I'm planning on buying over the next year or so. Um, you You've know, got some, three
0: weeks. Yeah, it
3: all. yeah. You got to like, you need these boots because these are the boots you were gonna buy. Your spotter, your tripod. You know, there's a few things here and there. And so, yeah, instead of spreading out, spreading it out over the next couple of years like I was planning on doing, I had three weeks, so I bought all these. Where, where do
1: you think y'all were? Where do you think y'all were lacking the most gear wise? Everywhere? Everywhere. Um, <laughs> like at that moment. <laughs> At yeah. that
3: particular moment, realistically, and for this hunt specifically, because of the, this this place, for me, what I was lacking the most gear-wise, because I'm not a shooter, right? Uh, gear-wise, what I'm lacking the most is a, is a good, solid pair of boots. Like, mm. the boots I had, I've had that's for three good. years, yeah, and, and they're trashed out, you know, and they're, they're fine for walking down in the Blue River bottom when I'm only walking in a quarter of a mile and sitting in a tree stand, but they're not meant for what we're about to get into, um, optics and stuff like that. It, this particular hunt were really a non-factor at this place. Like you just you just have to be in this place and see this place. Everybody has them, and obviously everybody's going to take them. And but
0: you don't necessarily need them. Yeah, it, As, it was
3: it was it's it's a crazy place.
0: For me, I was lacking a rifle sufficient enough to harvest an elk. I was lacking a tripod. I was lacking a uh, chest harness for my binos, a spotter. I was lacking a uh, range finder, boots, sufficient camo to go out. Let's, this is November in Oklahoma. You're freezing to your fucking bones for no reason.
3: Yeah, the humidity's right? high,
0: so it gets really cold, you know. It's dumb. So I'm lacking everything. I drop like two grand in three weeks, uh, and my wife is just like, dude you can't like you can't do that and i'm like dude it's a once in a lifetime hunt dead is momentary but this hunt is forever (laughs) baby like let's go yeah so uh so i've just bought i bought it all i went down to shields bought bought boots that uh lasted one hunt i should have spent a little bit more money on that next time i'll know uh (laughs) bought matching camo because look good think good do good right uh it's all about the mentality of it so i'm the guy that's walking through here with matching camo first light gear shout out first light
1: Oh, that's when you know you you've made it if you got matching camo (laughs) that's all the success you need baby that's
0: it baby well like the thing was i knew that i knew that like walmart realtree thermals weren't gonna get me through the fucking Thing I was about to get into And I just was just like
3: And it turns out to be 65 fucking degrees The whole time we're hunting Sweating <laughs> like a motherfucker
0: <laughs> I got I bought pants with the so not, I bought pants with Yeah the you get all geared dump, up And I'm like I'm never gonna yeah. use this heat dump on this Fucking walk the whole time with my <laughs> pants unzipped Like I'm a 1990's basketball coach <laughs>
3: yeah so so yeah so we got we have you know i'm I'm sending him shit i'm like hey man look like you need to do go pull up on x start looking at the maps start mapping you know this out looking for this looking for that i'm explaining to him like what a head basin is what you know he knows what saddles are we're just talking about these things and talking about looking for for glass and tits and all that kind of stuff and telling him you know go kind of just kind of sift through some of you know Remy Warren's stuff because that dude's got some great content out there for for elk hunts, you know. And uh, shout out to Remy Warren. So, <laughs> yeah. So you know, come on the podcast if you're listening. Thank yeah, you. yeah, <laughs> yeah, hop on here, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, um, so I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of kicking this to him, and and so he basically like he's like, well, I'm pretty much gonna play this like you're just gonna be my guide. Yeah, don't like it was the no fucking pressure, and so I sit. I'm at work, um, and at the time, and I'm sure some of them are going to hear this. I'm at a job that they don't want me out doing my fucking job, so I'm sitting at a computer all fucking day. So I'm 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 digging over these maps, you know, and and, and I'm, hi- highlighting and dropping points and, and shit for for glass and tits and and labeling saddles and and all these. These different spots,
0: you and know. And I'm a stay at home dad at the time. So I've got <laughs> nothing but fucking time, bro. So I've got I've got card stock printed topo maps, studying the shit under micro like a <laughs> magnifying glass, highlighting stuff like
3: I think we need to go to section <laughs> I which is like six miles back. So. <laughs> it's no big, you know, it's no hip mountain for a climber or no hill for a climber, but for these fucking ding dongs, you know. So <laughs> we get it, you know, we, we, we get it so all lined together. out, man. We get it all lined out. Jake shows up and he's like, he he got online and found uh, some Jason Harrison stuff about, you know, packing food in, you know, and, and so we're not like, you wouldn't believe the number of people that are out there that are three or four miles back and they're walking back to the truck at 11 o'clock to go eat lunch. I'm like, do you guys
1: know how many tags are given out for this hunt? Oh man, no, I don't honestly Not even, don't pretty well, limited, I would the assume. Other, right? The
3: other thing about this hunt too that that's really special is the initial the initial hunt when they when they started doing it and they've been doing it for years. You get to take a buddy with you, but your buddy doesn't get to go hunt. Your buddy has to stay back at camp. Right. And they take you out. In a truck, you pick a spot, they put you out, you put your flag out, you go hunt, and they come back, pick you up at the end of the night. If you kill, they go get your buddy, and your buddy helps you pack it to the truck, and then they drive it out. This is the second year, that last year, was the second year they started doing walk-in-only hunts. So we're in on the second iteration of this thing. Um And it's, I get to go in the field with him. Like we're going back and forth about it because of that, that rule it's always been. But the verbiage for this one was, you know, it was like, well, it says this, but I feel like they might mean this. You you know how game laws kind of are sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we're, we're we're having that back and forth. So I just, I call the guy over there and ask him and he's like, no, you're, you get to go in. This is a different deal. This is the walk-in only. So, you know, cool. So like, we're going to, this is going to be exactly what we think it is. And this is going to be as close to, you know, real deal Western hunt as we can get. And, um,
0: for two grand, because I had all on <laughs> the
3: fucking gear. And so, um, so that, yeah, that was, that was super cool. The, the, um, I can tell you that the, the traditional, the initial hunt, the way they did the way they've always done it. Is uh, was like a ninety eight percent success rate,
2: oh, and
3: wow. the, like they had just done this one the year previous, and from that year it was like sixty four percent, and I, I haven't seen anything on the, the year that we on went last, last year, time. but like I was talking to the guy that like that was kind of the park ranger or whatever, and he's like, "There's people's been leaving since yesterday evening, and said this shit was too hard and just went home."
1: I was like, "No damn. shit." So is the terrain that the rough? Terrain, Man, look, dude. Listen, it, no, oh listen. god.
0: Imagine cobblestones on top of sand, with grass growing on top of it. It's, it's hidden, and they yeah. move like the trolls in Brave.
1: Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! There you go. Yeah. And the then trolls. Tro- no, the That's the a the perfect tro- frozen, description. The
3: trolls in frozen.
1: And yeah, yeah, frozen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
1: I knew what you were talking yeah,
0: about. Yeah, No,
3: but like it's – so it's, you know, it's sage grass plains and, and hills and all that shit. So the yeah. sage grass is, you know, it's three feet high, waist high, whatever. And so you're like, oh, it's just a open field. No, everything out there until you start climbing an elevation up on the hills or, or mountains um, is the size of a one of those miniature basketballs.
0: And it's a mountain. Don't take that away from us, guys. Yeah. I understand <laughs> that Tinker Air Force <laughs> Base is out there and some of you military guys are stationed <laughs> there and you've seen the land or whatever – it's fucking mountain. Chill out. Tinkers
3: here. in Oklahoma city,
0: whatever. It's
3: <laughs> so you wanna You wanna so, keep on or I'll so it's your
0: hunt. We're so. going to jump into, you better sit down and buckle up. Cause we're going to jump into kind of the, the preparation for all this. August, August sets off and, and we start working out and we're going hard. Uh, 4. A.M. I'm working with a nutritionist working on uh, cal- caloric intake. I'm taking in 35, 3600 calories a day. Working on, you know, beefing up. I got Dave trying to do pretty much the same thing on a kind of dumbed-down scale. And uh, like I said, I juice this dude up from 95-pound bench press to 200-plus. His back squat, like, skyrocketed, deadlift skyrocketed. All just paying attention to form and, and motions, you know, and, and just keeping shit tight. And uh, November rolls around, and I'm like... It's a good thing that I'm a great artist (laughs) because I have crafted you for the perfect scenario where you get to walk out here for no other reason than to help me pack out anything I'm successful in killing. Also, you got to tell me where it's at because I don't fucking know anything about elk. Uh,
2: Now I know why he punched you in the face (laughs) all those years ago.
1: He turns you into a freaking pack meal, yeah, baby. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Son of a bitch.
0: No part of the didn't. plan.
1: He sat at the fucking truck. Don't let this yeah. guy lie. Yeah,
3: wait till we get to the end of it because <laughs> it gets real fun. So yeah, man, um, we bail off in this thing. You get the first oh, day.
0: Hold up, my wait. gear comes in the day before we leave. So I'm trying. <laughs> you know, right, I'm yeah. trying. Like two days prior, we go get boots. My camo comes in. I'm like, this fits great, man. I feel like a fucking model i need to be on their website you know this is amazing so i'm out here getting all my shit together packing up inevitably leaving stuff behind for sure four o'clock rolls around and we roll out and uh, we head to lawton which is a, a pretty good drive
3: it's a uh, three and a half hours from where we're at it's not terrible but it's a long ways so for okie kids where everything's 10 minutes away
0: yeah so we get in uh we get into uh, where they tell us that uh, hunters are supposed to meet in that letter that I got that let me know that I was actually hunting this hunt. Uh, we get in, we're walking up, and, and Dave hears these two guys.
3: <laughs> He's fucking pop off. We walk by because we're you know, you know, we look as legit as could be. Obviously, we're fucking not. Um, dude's like, dude's like, those fucking guys right there are going in to do some
1: work. They're gonna get shit done. <laughs>
2: Get it, get it. little did
1: he know it all came in yesterday yeah. he's got this shit brand fucking new i felt
0: like the guy who wears the brand new pants on the bird hunt that like has no blood stains on it you
3: know yeah tough stuff the catalog yeah hunter. that's right yeah, Catalog, hunter. that's right like so so yeah the way this thing works out like you go to this meeting they kind of debrief you tell you all this stuff you only get you only get 5 shots a day like if you get busted with more than with more than 5 rounds on you they kick you off the place you're done. Um you're you not know.
0: supposed to stay out past dark yeah. if you're caught in well, the field it's, this it's, no it's if, 90
3: minutes past legal shooting lot.
0: If you're if so I stand if you're caught in the field after dark you're not your hunt's over. You're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Right? Bear that in mind, listener, because it comes into play later.
3: <laughs> yeah. So the first day they 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 do like we're talking about the debriefing, and then you get to hunt for half a day. You can go out that that yeah. afternoon and hunt, which you know it it gets it like it gets dark at like five
0: thirty. Oh, yeah, closer to five. And, and so that like, late into November. Yeah,
3: and so like yeah, because this is November twenty second, I believe was the day that we started. So. Yeah, so like you have till your legal shooting light, which is which is thirty minutes after sunset, and then you have sixty minutes after that to be to the get fuck the out, out of this place. And so like, you know, if you're you're four miles back, you know, you, you need to start hoofing. At two. <laughs> and so yeah. And so we go out at, at noon. We we go well, we go, we run back, throw camp up real quick, we get to the fucking campsite and you're supposed to check in. And all that. And these folks know that they got hunters coming in and all these people coming in. There's nobody there to check us into our fucking campsite. So we just go set up at the, you know, we know where we're supposed to be. So we just go, we don't even check in. We just go throw all our shit out.
0: And ethic, the, ethic Dave was over here. Like, man, I'm so nervous. I think I don't like, yeah. I
3: don't like getting in. kicked we're, the fuck out of places. man. Like, <laughs> we'll, you know, I don't know about all this shit. <laughs> but. So, yeah. So we get, we get tent set up and everything's spread out and, and fucking out we go. So we haul ass into where
0: every fucking other hunter decides to go. So we're like two miles in, and this is where shit gets fun. Yeah. So fun, like, man.
3: right off the bat.
0: Off, off the cuff, man, we hop in, and uh, we we go about a mile and a half, and, and we cross under a, a fence, and we see this monster whitetail, and we're probably 14, 15 yards from this thing. Yeah, And I'm talking to Freaking trophy
3: yeah probably probably 180 inch deer holy he's, shit he's a big he's big he's eight and eight point he's a big eight point
1: so huge just mass, deer. yeah
0: just rubbing his velvet casually carrying on and we're just like admiring can't shoot the thing but admiring the fuck out of it you know he tarries on and so we we cross this fence go up and and we find a pit to sit on and there's fucking orange every <laughs> rich direction you look man <laughs> And uh, just to the north, we see a herd of buffalo, and uh, they look magnanimous. I mean, they're just popping off the hill. They're grazing, and a couple of them are running around, and it's just super cool. And I'm hungry, so I pop out my tuna and Reese's, and like we're on top of this thing and start glassing.
3: What a combination. <laughs> right. <It's,
0: laughs> I got it off that.
3: Uh, Calories per gram, you know. Yeah.
0: Now that shit goes. So so uh so we're watching, man. This is day one, right? And so we're watching these two dudes just start hauling ass across, two miles over across, and they're just going up and down, and we're just fucking booking it. Fucking it. And Dave's cussing these dudes up one side and down the other as they go, fucking idiots, they're going to blow this for everybody, and they're going to wind every fucking thing in here. And I'm like, dude, they're twice as far as people We're watching them through fucking binoculars. I don't know what your problem is. Whatever, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, – so, we're what these dudes are tearing ass. We're we're getting set up. We're looking and why
0: are they tearing ass,
3: Dave? Well, let me get. Uh, there's some it missing in here. <laughs> so as we're setting up, I I take and, and just kind of glance off to the right. See some movement. So I turn to my right and calf walks out oh, within yeah. 15 yards of me. Cal walks right behind her, five by five, right behind her. Jake, Jake, like, Jake, I'm like, Jake, 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 bro, Jake, 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 Jake. Like I'm trying to like. I'm trying to be discreet, but I'm also—I've never in my life, fellas. I'm shitting my brain. Right. right, fucking there. he's, he's shitting my pants, bro. <laughs> so I'm trying. To, anyway, they bust off like they—they—they they, they fucking split, right? And Dave's sweating yeah. it, like, bro. You should have harvested know, that one. That was the that fucking one. Like, my fucking
0: god, that was it, dude. We're not gonna get another chance. Oh, no. that was it. That that was it. Was we blew four, it four
3: day one, bro. <laughs> So we, we get, we get piled up. Dudes are, there's people back up behind us. The dudes are shagging ass across in front of us. And I'm like, these motherfuckers. And then boom, dude shoots, boom, dude shoots again. Boom, dude shoots again. I mean like he shoots three times <laughs> within what ninety seconds?
0: Yeah, dude was taking every of every one of those five rounds seriously. Yeah, they and, fucking uh, meant it.
3: So we're 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 like, what the fuck is going on? Like because we can't see them anymore. Like they've disappeared. So they, yeah, so they round off over the back
0: side. <sighs> yeah. And out comes sixteen bulls. Just, they
3: Holy just blow out of the shit. <laughs> <this, this laughs>
1: yeah, there's monsters. Yeah. Like monsters. How far from you guys?
3: Probably a half mile from us. Not far. A little bit So so
0: where we're sitting, the wind is blowing out of the southwest to the northeast, which is where we're looking. 40 miles an hour over the top of this (laughs) steep. It's fucking steep. Just (laughs) fucking whipping it, bro. So these guys come tearing ass around this corner, and Dave's
3: like, here they come, here they come. I'm like,
0: uh, uh. We're trying
3: to, like I'm trying, oh, to get, like, I'm trying to get him down the hill away so we can get out of the wind, get the wind pushing us, you know, where it's not blowing us towards these because like the, the fucking lead bull that come out of there was just, a, I, I don't know exactly what he was, but he was, he was monstrous. He was busted off on one side. He was just cool as shit.
0: Busted off no smaller than a seven by seven
3: trophy. trophy, Any
1: way you look
0: at it on Instagram guys.
3: And like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're trying to like, you know, do our best to get down and across this, this drainage that's below us so that the wind's pushing us the other way and, and keep eyes on all of these elk that are pouring out. And when he says 16, like it's not an exaggeration. Like there were, they, had, no they had,
0: they were tracking 17 harvested one, yeah. 16 out
3: of there. We knew that later. Cause later on in the story, we end up meeting up with these guys.
0: So we're running out of time here. They stay up top and David stays up top. I hop down low. I'm shaking out of my brand new boots. My tripod's still on my back. I've got this 300 mag that I'm about to pull off, but here's the thing: I've never taken a shot over 120 yards <laughs> with a rifle. <laughs> never in my life oh, has no. this happened. And this this seven by seven busted off bull comes down and stands in the perfect spot, 320 yards away, and this rifle will do every bit of that. It's a 300 round, yeah. It is, yeah. but your boys never, yeah. your boys never taking it for a ride. <laughs>
1: I'm with you, man. We don't shoot over a hundred yards here in Georgia. And when I went out to Wyoming for the first time, I shot an antelope at 318 and I was like, God damn, that thing's probably a thousand yards away. Like I've never, never seen that far in my whole life. It's a whole other
0: fucking County (laughs) down here, man.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so he wins us and we're and I'm like, Dave, chase it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking chase it. So we pack that shit up, get my Reese's trash and throw it all back in the bag. And we're out of there, man. And we're hauling ass. We hop a fence and Dave's, and we're like, I don't know, halfway through it. And David's like,
3: fuck. What? (laughs) He's like, this is
0: a no hunt zone. In the middle of the fucking field. Two and a half miles in. It's a no hunt zone. Four miles wide. Yeah. Yeah. we had to get the fuck out of there. So we haul ass. And never see another sign of those 16 ever again. Haul ass. Finally get over the fence. Get up on top. Buffalo down below us. There's all these. See another trophy buck. Uh, a couple of cows, which I don't have a cow tag. It's just a bull tag. So a couple of cows. And And so at this point, my heart's pretty dead set on what I came here to hunt. And it was one of those 16. Yeah, monsters. Well, well,
1: the first four, anyway,
0: yeah. first four were just running the crew, man. So we hop fence and hot
1: And now you know what you're working with. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know,
0: yeah. you've seen it. We That's what like, you, you don't think know, about. We
3: don't know what to expect. These are Oklahoma elk. Like, right. you know, like, I guess right. they're, they are, they um, are, I guess they're like Rocky Mountain. Yeah. Strain or whatever. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like, I, yeah, I realized where we are. And I'm like, man, we, we really got to get out of here at like, um,
0: yeah.
3: So we, you know, we, we get out, make our way out. We get up on a, we get up on another knob and, and we're looking, you know, and, and just kind of taking the view in at this point um because it's so close. It's day one anyway. Like I've kind of simmered down off of that. Like you better fucking shoot that. Like
0: he's and, seen, and, he's
3: seen, I've seen,
0: we right, now, yeah. we now know what we're, working. Right, I right, now right. know like, when I see it, I need to have, like, tripod in one hand, rifle in the other. We're hauling ass. Right. We're ready to set up. Right. Like, now I've had that adrenaline rush. Now I've had that. But yeah. the thing was, like, in depression, I didn't acknowledge the adrenaline as much as I was just confused. Mm. And, uh, and so that was big I never really felt the excitement. I, never, like, I was just confused. Like, what do I do? And I was pissed off at David because he didn't, he is not telling me what the fuck to do. So it's like, it's Dave, I'm a woman at this point. It's David's fault that I didn't have my gun ready. My God. (laughs) So anyway, we hop down. We're like six miles from the truck. It's literally six miles from the truck. Those guys that were busting ass across there finally come back down the road and pick us up and take us back to the truck. And they show us their bull and we're bullshitting. And they saved us so many freaking steps and we're dog ass tired we've had these 70 pound packs on our back all day ready to get in bed so we finally get back and we're like boy we're gonna we're gonna wake up at 5 a.m we're gonna get out there and sit at that gate at six and as soon as they tell us we're clear we're going in and we're fucking busting ass eight o'clock rolls around and we're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so we're still in bed eight o'clock we get out there at nine o'clock and start hopping fences and David's like, man.
3: I don't know if I can do this. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I, I so like the night before we're coming down when we're coming down off of that knob, making a beeline to the fence to just hop the fence and get the hell out onto the road, you know, and get out. Um, I I pulled something, popped something, I, I don't know, in the in like the front part of my hip, hip flexor something. And I mean, like it's it was screaming that night, you know, um, but I knew that like, you know, there's a few things I know, like number one, my headlamp fucking died on the way out. Brand new headlamp, brand fucking new, brand new batteries. I mean, I put brand new batteries, not the ones that come in the package in the son of a bitch anyway. Um, but we've got to be out by a certain time and I don't want to get us kicked the fuck out of this place because we're out here, you know. And so Towards, like, we're just I'm talking like
0: car drives by we're ducking down in this group. We got Buffalo all the fuck around us. Dude, we
3: walked right through. A fucking I'm talking like
0: you can hear them breathing and pulling grass up out of the ground. And I'm like, Dave, I can't fucking see you. <laughs> My headlamp's dead and yours is
3: dim as fuck. Where are you? So, yeah. So we get out like, but I, I fucked something up. So we're, we're heading out the next day and like we make it, a half mile in, and I'm like, dude, I gotta sit down. Like,
0: uh, something is like. We were, we were, a mile and a, about three quarters, almost two miles in, and we passed several Longhorns. Dave's like, I gotta sit down. And I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, man, like, sit down. I got a med kit here. Like, if we need it, we can use it. I think I have some.
3: Go ahead. It said. I, I think I
0: have some morphine in here. Maybe like I'll give you that. <laughs> like you're fucking finishing this hunt, you know
3: like I said we're we're on our way out and I I don't know what I did and what caused it other than the fact that I'm wildly out of shape and shouldn't fucking be here and so we're on our way back in and uh um would you say we're probably closer to two miles in? I don't know. I'm gauging. We're, I'm probably yeah, not giving myself the credit as far as in was. As, we're as close we're. to
0: two miles. There's like four hunters around us to a couple of groups of, of people, and and Dave's like, man, I, I got, I had to stop, and I was like, hey, man, like we're two miles in. There's cows here. Like there's bound to be some bulls here. You know, like take credit, whatever. It's cool. Chill out for a second. We got all day. We'll here, hang here for a bit. Well, these guys are fucking walking all over the goddamn Mm. place in front of us, and they're just everywhere, man. Constantly walk, dudes are constantly walking, constantly. And the whitetail hunter and me is like, "Can you sit the
3: fuck down for (laughs) a minute? Like, can you just sit down and stop doing what you're doing?" (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And on top of that, just where they're walking, there's so there's, and what we did like initially when we went in the first time, like everybody went in, and we everybody was going this way. And so we're like, man, I'm not going that way. I'm going this way. Like everybody's piled up here and they're all going that way. We're going this way. Um, so it's the same thing that day. Like once we made our way in, like, cause there's, like I said, there's roads all through this place and that's where everybody's walking. They're just bebopping down the roads, having a good time, you know? And so we make we're making our way across these sage grass boulder lands and shit. And man, like, yeah, my hips fucking screaming. And so, I sit down like, and it's it's something I've never experienced before and haven't experienced since. And so we sit down, and rest for a minute, and then we truck it on in. And we end up, um, we we walk up, we we find one of the glass and tits that I found. We sit there for like thirty minutes because there's four or five groups of dudes, just they're just walking around, just walking up and down the roads and high fiving and shit. And so I'm like, let's do this up. I'm like, dude, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And So like, we chuck it across another mile or so. At this point, we're like four and a half miles in, sitting on this this little glass tip. Two two and a half miles
0: in, at the at the tip we sit on together, where we ate before lunch.
3: we split. Okay, yeah. so we're two and a half miles in when we we sit up on this tip, looking out. I mean, we've got this big, you know, spread that we can look at. I could see it to a saddle. Wind's blowing. Forty fucking miles oh, it's an hour. Terrible. Dudes, the whole time.
0: Dudes harvested a cow across the other, you know, other ravine. David's bitching nonstop, just just whining. My God, is he whining? And uh he he sits and, and I sit and we eat lunch and we hang out. And I was like, you know, listen, here's the deal. I'm a Native American. I'm gonna touch the earth and see what it tells me. So I'm I'm just jacking around. And I'm like, actually, what's going to happen is I'm going to go over here across this way. And the reason why is because the wind's blowing this way. And I think that if I can watch in this direction, I'm going to set myself up for success. If anything's going to come, it's not going to wind me. And I'm really going to have an opportunity for success. And uh, you're going to come with me. No. All right. What if I kill something? I'll be there. All right, cool. So I bust ass across here and I'm like 25 feet away from two buffalo. And I'm like, and again, super depressed. No one should ever get that close to buffalo. Just in case you're wondering, like, don't test them. It's it's not, they're massive animals. Uh, but I was like, if I'm going to die, it's going to be by the way of buffalo. There's my dog opening the door by himself.
1: So, That's how I go. So I
0: haul ass and I find a place to sit and uh, I sit down i take i put my glass and thing down and get my setup all ready to go and i take a nap and i i sleep for about 25 minutes or so and then i'm like all right it's getting about that time shit's about to start moving need to start watching so i'm i'm watching and watching and watching and then the earth moves in front of me and i'm like well that was a weird thing for that boulder to do uh And then it just keeps standing up and standing up and standing up. I'm like, okay, so that's an elk. That's what elk look like. Uh, massive rocks with swords. on Um, no, how fucking close is this thing? 280, 290 yards. Wow. down Down a ravine. And so I'm watching it and i watch it and watch it. And here's the thing about depression is that I'm, I'm, I'm so angry in the moment because it's robbing me of everything. Like, I'm not excited. I'm not shaking. I'm not nervous. I'm debating. David's two and a half miles, two two miles back. I'm four and a half in. He's two miles back. I got to harvest this thing. If I don't, like chances I won't get another one. I won't see another one. He can't come out another day. Like, what am I going to do? So I say, if he goes north, I shoot. If he goes south, I trail him because that's fewer steps. I have to carry him out. He takes two steps to the north. I send one uh 264 yards into his heart uh cavity and he looks at me like why the fuck you do that i was like all right cool saw round chamber another one and send one he lunges forward and i gut shot him and now i'm just pissed uh and so i like force myself to feel all these emotions that aren't actually there and i'm pretending because i'm depressed And I'm not excited that I just harvested this elk four and a half miles in. I have to carry it out. I'm acutely aware of that. David's busted up and I have nobody else out here to help me. So I got to make some phone calls and finagle. And I'm mad because everything that's ever happened to me is stealing this moment away from me. And so I force emotions. And now looking back, I'm like, I really value all of those emotions. I really value my tenacity to force myself to feel that because it, it made me remember everything about what I was doing and it made it that much more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started hooping and hollering and waving at Dave and trying to get him to come over. And he, he busts across two miles in 12 minutes with his 70 pounds on his back. And it mind you this whole time I've been studying the horizon and the, the hills on the skyline. And I'm like making mental note of it. Sun goes down We we pull all the guts and shit out. And I've never wrestled with a horse before, but I decided to that day. And uh, <laughs> so we pull all the guts out and I gut shot it. So it's got bile everywhere. And so I have to take what little water I have in my pack and pour it in and rinse it out. We pull out the tenderloins and throw them in David's pack. And David's losing his mind. He doesn't. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where to go. You were the one sitting up top. You got to lead us out of here. You got to tell us where to go. Phones are dead. We have no maps to get the fuck out of here. Phones are fucking dead.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, rookie
0: mistake. So I'm like, listen, follow this way, go this way, blah, blah, blah. So we walk for what seemed like four hours, and we come across the lake. And I was like, shit, man, like, that lake was this way. I think we're going the wrong way.
1: Oh, no. So
0: David falls to the ground. This is... This is what I we're being a bit fucking dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) He's he stand okay. David David puts his hands on his knees and starts breathing heavy, right. (laughs) 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 <laughs> this is how I felt whenever I would when I was on the road. I just want to be home with my kids. I'm selling all of my fucking gear. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm not built for this. I don't want any part of it. I'm fucking tired of it. I just want to be with my home at home with my wife and kids. I'm just over this. I'm hurting. This isn't what
3: I'm made for. <laughs> so real quick liner note, what he means by on the road was I was a touring musician for close to twenty years. And coming to the end of my time doing that shit uh i really fucking hated it Uh, i really didn't want anything to do with it anymore um when i was going you know i didn't go back to college till i was 29 years old and uh you know got my degree when i was 33 and during that time though i'm working i'm a welder uh so i'm working you know 50 hours a week um i've got at the time i had uh three kids um and then Along came the fourth, uh, doing all that work, going to college full-time. My wife is going to college full-time and then some, actually, so she can get hers done quicker. Um, and I'm doing the touring thing. And so, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm at, at that point in of my life, like, when I was done with doing the touring and music shit, like, that's where I was at. I don't want to fucking be here. I just want to be home with my wife and my kids and so like at this moment like at this time like my my hip is hurting to the point like i can't pick my foot up to walk and my my testicles are on fire like i don't, i guess i maybe it's a hernia on top of what like i i don't know I, you know and, and i never and i never went and got the shit checked out to find out what exactly what was going on but at that moment that's all that shit just comes rushing in you know, like,
1: Jesus yeah,
3: we are going—we're going to go, go over an hour. I'm sorry, but
1: no, okay. David
0: good. ate all 4,600 calories in the field at lunch.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yes, I, did.
1: I this, did. This is like a perfect shit storm boys. Yes,
0: I did. They, y'all aren't—you're not listening to me. David ate all of his food at lunch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did.
2: You're not he sat to there me. and smacked
0: while uh. I hauled ass across this fucking field. And now we're like, I don't know, 12 hours into fucking walking, which is hyperbole, because if we weren't walking that long away from the elk. And he I mean, he's shutting down. He's giving he's like, man, we just need to we just need to stop. We gotta stop. And I was like, No, look, I'm looking at this mountain range across the horizon. This is where we are, this is where we saw these hunters. The wind is to the south. It's blowing directly in our face. We pulled our compasses out, and Dave's like, it's a 25-cent compass. I don't fucking trust it.
2: <laughs> David's getting hangry yeah, as man, fuck man, right man, now with burning balls. You're so uh,
0: stickers, dude. I'm, I'm It doesn't matter, all right? So I was like, Dave, look, we're going to – and this isn't – I'm not even exaggerating here. David's in so much pain, he literally falls to the ground, and he I, sits there. I eventually did, yeah. He sits there for about five minutes, and I was like, "All right, man, like you got to figure it out. You got to find where it's at, and you've got to you got to pull it together, because we literally are not supposed to be here. So
3: yeah. you, We've got. It's been dark forever at this point, right? Uh, and if you stay yeah. all night, they don't come looking for you until the fucking next morning at daylight." Yeah, so Dave's
0: like, I wish we had a flutter gun or, like, literally anything. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, look, if we just keep going, we're going to find this why. If we don't find the why, then we can stop. Not a big deal. So we find the why eventually, which is where we sat at the very first spot where he uh, was hurting. And so we sat down there and rested for, like, 30 minutes or so. And I pulled out my lunch bag, which had a shit ton of food still left in it. Because I'm not dumb. (laughs) So I was like, Dave, listen to me. You need to eat half this Snicker bar and half of this bagel because you need the sugar and you need the calories to get you the rest of the way to the fucking truck. And I know David's brain right now. David's pissed at himself for getting hurt. So Dave's going to do what Dave does and punish himself. I don't want that fucking bagel. I don't want your fucking Snicker bar. (laughs) So I throw the bagel at him,
1: nibbles
0: (laughs) off of it, and then I'm like, "Fuck you, guy! I'll eat the whole goddamn bagel." So I eat the bagel and the Snicker bar, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready to go." So we pick up, you know,
1: our crap and muscle on, and and I see it. Are you are y'all packing this elk at this time, or have you left left it and gonna come back? Yeah,
0: so we're gonna come back. Okay,
1: you're gonna come back and get.
0: We're gonna come back. Air quotes. Uh. (laughs) so we keep hightailing it out of here on this road and we didn't follow the road in but we knew where the road was when we came in so i was like look the fence is here and i'm like guiding my guide at this point getting out of here and uh i'm like the fence is here i remember this coming across this way and so like if we just walk toward that mountain range we'll find the road and then we can hang a right and just get to the truck no that's not enough for david That's not enough assurance for David's start to get where he needs to be. So what does old Dave do? Glad you asked. Dave, what'd you do? I said,
3: I don't give a fuck where that gate's at. I don't give a fuck where we're at. My fucking leg hurts. I can't pick my fucking foot up. My balls are on fire. My back is fucking hurting. I'm laying down and I'm
0: taking a fucking nap. So we hike on, and the wind's blowing forty miles an hour in my face, and I'm going, "Crusty crab pizza yeah, is the be- <laughs> pizza for you and me." <laughs> oh, yeah, he so doesn't like- laugh. That's no. the problem. He doesn't laugh. So I'm Man. like, "Tough crowd, tough crowd," you know? Yeah. So he lays down. Dave, Dave lays down in the ball and it curls up to get ready to go to sleep. I'm like, "Man, if we're gonna quit." We're quit and we're taking a fucking rest, I had to rest. Quit in the sage grass where we have a little bit of cover because it's four foot tall. So old Dave lays down, covers up with his emergency cover blanket out of tinfoil, and I take the rainfly off of my backpack and ball up into it, and I put my entire body into my backpack's rainfly, and I go to sleep. Yeah,
3: so... He's laying there. I'm laying there in an ant bed, mind you. Yeah. And so, so I fucking, <laughs> I got something poking me in the back. And so I reach behind. We've laid there, end up laying there not near as long as honestly as I thought we had been. But I reached behind my back to to figure out what the fuck is poking me because I've moved, and my my wedding ring comes off. <clears throat> and so I roll over, and I'm like. Swimming in the ditch trying to find my wedding ring. And I, <laughs> I hear a fucking noise. And I look up, and 50 yards from me are fucking lights because the fucking road is 50 fucking yards. Jake was fucking was. right, boys. Yeah. Jake was right. I'm here to tell you right now. Jake was
0: right. We were 9,000 gnat dicks away from the fucking road.
3: <laughs> we were right there. So... We got
0: out. And, uh, Jake, got Jake, out. Jake, 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 you were right. You were right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He has, to, were... he
3: has to like emphasize how right he is because he's not right very often. Okay, first of he all, was even. He was even five minutes late for his own fucking story podcast today. So which you've told the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: <laughs> so we get we get to the gate. And Dave's like, man, I needed that nap. I couldn't even crawl this gate if I wanted to two hours ago. And we're sure it's, what, 4 o'clock in the morning by now? <laughs> yeah, we just got to be fucking yeah. 4 o'clock. Been out here all <laughs> damn night, boys. So we hop the gate. We we truck. David drags his leg and testicles. Uh, it must have been 3.6 <laughs> miles to the pickup. And I'm like, Dave, if you click that fucking – clicker one yeah, more time
3: my, my keys i'm trying to like give myself a glimmer of hope by seeing my fucking truck lights. <laughs> and
0: to see how close it is <laughs> truck one more time i will leave you in the ditch for the rest of your life and never come back and get you don't click it until we see it because i can't stand not seeing that truck right now <laughs> fuck that elk it can lay there for the rest of forever And I'll never go back and get it. (laughs) Show me the truck. So we get to the truck. And the first place we go, Whataburger.
1: <laughs> what time was it when you it's got really, back to the truck? Like, Were you it's guys like close? 1130? Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's not even <laughs> fucking midnight. Yet. Like we took like
0: like, a, like you a knew it was night. four a.m. We took a two-hour nap. <laughs> it gets dark at like five fifteen. All right, we took a nap at like nine thirty. We got to the truck at eleven thirty. Got back to Waterburger by midnight. Right? We look super rough. It's been a day, boys. It's been a day. So I call my other brother-in-law. He comes up. He's a saint. Uh, My man knows every game warden in the state. He went to OSU, uh, introduced me to duck hunting, has been a real saint as far as introducing me to more understanding about farmland and conservation and wildlife and things to do and what not to do and and those types of things. And so he uh, comes up the next morning at eight o'clock and wakes us up and he comes in to help. Pack this thing out. And uh we pat he and I go in, John and I go in, David sits at the truck, and uh, you know, he's busted up to hell. And I don't I don't have any bad thing to say about, you know, him not coming out. Bless his heart for the testicle situation. Wouldn't want blue balls on anybody, but I mean you know the guy had the the guy had to stay back and and I would have hated to stay back if I you know if it the roles were switched and so John and I haul ass in here and, and we go in and, and get the elk and it takes us about an hour to, to finish carving him up and, and quartering him up and uh, getting his head off and, and putting him on packs and stuff and so finally do that we get out um, and I it was probably the last 200 meters I'm just I want to quit. I'm done. I don't want any part of it, Yeah, but
3: what'd you do? Took off running. He ran the last 200 goddamn yards with that shit in his back. Get to the fucking gate.
0: I had 200 pounds (laughs) of elk on my back, and I just sprinted to the gate. And Dave was like, I don't care what they say about you. I don't care what they say. I was giving him some David Goggins, my guy. You don't know me, son. You don't know me. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) So there's a random guy standing there with the the, – Michelob Ultra waiting on me. And I'm just, and Dave's like, what do you tell him? And I was like, fuck him. Fuck him. I don't fuck him. I dropped the pack. I chugged the Michelob Ultra and I just like have a minute to myself, you know? And uh, man, it was, you know, it was a hell of a hunt. Old Dave, old Dave was just beating himself up in the field sitting there on the side, took a nibble out of that bagel and was just like, not having just a masochist for pain wanted wanted every bit to 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 feel punished for not being able to finish out you know what he set out to start and uh and i was gonna let him have it you know i want the rest of that bagel you ain't gonna eat it (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: long story short don't take your fucking overweight fucking brother-in-law on a elk hunt when he's only been lifting weights for three months
1: But, you know, that's a hell of a story, fellas.
0: The thing, you know, thing about it for me, looking back is one, I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anybody else. There's not another soul on the face of earth that I wanted by my side whenever, you know, I made, I made the right call to go into section. I, I made the right call to push in another 200 yards. I made the right call to go ahead and harvest that little bull. I made the right call to call somebody else in to, to get that bull out of, out of the field. You know, like those were things that I took into my control. And for me, you know, like here at Hunt, Lift, Eat, like our big thing is about getting people back into uh, connecting with the earth and connecting with the outdoors and being a part of the world around them and spending time in the moment. And I took control for the first time in, in my life, in those moments, in those decisions to harvest that bull to get in there and gut him and having never quartered up anything that large in my life, um, to, to make mistakes. Um, it was monumental for me, man. It was, it was a pro, profound moment. Um, getting, getting in there, making the 37 miles on my boots, getting out of there with the 200 and plus pounds of, of elk on my back, which like dudes do that all the time. Sure. But, you know, being in the state that I was in, in the dark depression that I was in, like, that hunt probably saved my life. The company probably saved my life. Yeah. Being, with, being with people who care yeah. probably saved my life. Having dudes uh, answer the phone at 1130 at night, being willing to wake up and make a three-hour drive and be there by 8 o'clock probably saved my life some random dude being there to cheer me on, even though he, like, drank whiskey on the mountainside and poured some out for his 7 by 7 fucking monster. Yeah, he was like, a
3: big bastard.
0: He, that, you know, like, he cheered me on as an outdoorsman didn't even fucking know me. That probably saved my life. And, you know, it gave me a sense of control. It gave me a sense of respect for, for the human body and what it's capable of, you know, like, running... That last 200 meters, uh, you know, it it brought alive a part of me that that I couldn't appreciate two weeks ago. Um, But now that I belong to a community, now that I have like-minded people around me, like I get to look back at that and glean some wisdom from what took place in the Wichita Mountains. Where, you know, like Dave said, I'm Native American. I run on Indian time. Uh, Indians back in the day used to run that shit barefoot and fucking slaughter people yeah you know like that yeah. that was having that blood on my hands and those mountains and that part of the state like there was just so many things at play that just felt right um and you know there's not a whole lot of sports that you get into that as a grown man that you get to experience those types of things with you know
1: yeah it's not insignificant like hearing you describe all of that and bring it all together like kind of gives me chills a little bit. It's almost, it's not, It's it, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like it could have been one of the most significant moments of your life yeah, with all of that cu- culminating in that one event with all of those decisions and all of the, you know, all the tough shit that you had to deal with. And, you know, when you were describing, like wrestling with your emotions on that hillside, when, when you, after you shot the elk like that i can feel that like that's visceral like that's that's real
3: yeah and that's that's you know that whole experience like he's saying you know um at the end of the day yeah i I mean i I beat myself up for for weeks after that because i felt like i let him down you know and and he he made sure to let me know uh that i didn't you know um and at the same time with you know, things and, and issues that I had and, and things that were going on at the time. Like it was just shit that we both needed, you know, and, and I think we both have come out better. We have a better, you know, more respect for what other guys do when they're doing this shit, when they're going nine miles back, you know, and, and all of that. Um, on top of that, being able to, to, to you know, uh, Preparation and all the silly, funny shit that happened in it aside, like being able to to uh, conquer whatever inner demon that you've got in that moment. And for you know myself, like he like he he said, I'm kind of a masochist in in some of those respects. Like the gym thing, like when we were doing that, like that's what I did was you know would punish myself for for being weak or letting myself get weak, you know. And it's just not. It's not something I'm used to, and it's not something I plan on getting used to.
1: No, I feel that, and I think, you know, that uh, a lot of people can relate to that, right? Unfortunately, it's not, um, it's not necessarily unique always, right? Yeah, it's 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 tough, and it's you know, I I appreciate the, the your willingness to to share that and be open about it, and I think it speaks volumes about you know why like the why behind why we go chase animals in, in rough places, or, or it doesn't even have to be a rough place, but like, you know, why you're finding your why for hunting is, is so incredibly important when you, when you talk about the holistic point of view, right? The mental health aspect and emotional and like y'all's bond, like I can feel your bond. Right. And like doing stuff like that with people you love is, is only, going to strengthen that to to a, a whole nother level yeah
0: and that's the that's the thing that hunt you know i think hunting brings to the table is that like in i i have the i have a mad respect for um armed services uh, i never served i was never part of the military i'm a corrections officer um so i like i work in in, in danger constantly but um, I've never been alongside dudes in gunfire, in the worst of the worst in, in battle and in, in, in the, the midst of like the fucking shit. But I was along this dude in the midst of the worst of his fucking shit, which was I miss your sister and your nieces and nephew, and I need to get the fuck back to him. Yeah. And for me it was like, I am I gonna let this dude sit on this hillside and just waste away until the sun comes up and then find his way with his 25 cent fucking compass and, and a banana peel or am I going to eat the rest of this bagel fuck him don't care how much pain he's in make sure that he gets up off his ass packs his shit out gets back to the truck doesn't click that fucking clicker until we at least see the moon shining off the truck for my yeah. sake Yeah, and get the job done you know, and and so um, there's just a there was a moment where like David shine shined through and I shined through. Day like a part of David shined through and I was like, man, I really didn't anticipate you being being that that weak. You know, not no there's no offense here. He knows he knows how it is and I know how it is. And I was like, Man, I like I just didn't think you were that weak. And I didn't think that I had it in me to pick your ass up off the ground and drag you the rest of the way to where we needed to go. Like, of the two of us, I thought I was the bitch. Like, I thought you were about to carry me up out of this place, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I built you in the gym. Yeah, we had these moments, but, like, you're bigger than me. You know more than me. You're wiser than me. You're wider than me. Like, surely you're going to colonialize me again and then carry me out, but, like, none of that happened. You know, you know what I mean? Like I put some war paint on and like we picked with Snickers bar, of course. And, and we picked one another up and just hightailed it out of there. And uh, and I think from from that, which like I think you get that uh, with the meat guys as well. Like they're going to bitch and moan and, and uh, behind the scenes and off camera about which fucking direction do we go? How do we get back to the fucking camp? Where's base camp? which is one of the reasons why i bought a garmin watch so that next time i know if my 25 cent you know (laughs) 25 cent compass is on point or not like i can at least track where we've been so that we know where to go to get back to where we're at um and and just like build that trust with one another in a in an atmosphere where we're both uncomfortable we have to let down guards we have to like Take our mental faculties and put them on the table and just acknowledge, like, we're weak here, but we're stronger here. I don't think I can get the job done. I think you're going to be better than me at getting the job done. Let's see if that's true. And then when it is or isn't true, pulling alongside one another and just fucking getting it done, you know, like – to me it just cultivates that community cultivates that brotherhood it cultivates that uh atmosphere where you want to grow and it's not about the animal it has nothing to do about the animal it's not about the harvest it's about what it's about the two guys or gals on the edge of that cliff like figuring out what the fuck to do next you know what i mean
1: yeah i know exactly what you mean and sometimes it takes adversity like that to kind of bring out Sometimes the worst first, first, and then, you know, in retrospect now, some of the best times that you, you know, have ever had together. For sure. Maybe never want to have again, but that <laughs> but you had you, together. <laughs> you know,
0: actually, the the, the the funny thing is, like, I'm looking forward to getting lost with some of you guys in the future. I'm looking forward to getting lost on a hillside yeah. with David again and, and seeing how far he's come and seeing where I'm lacking and seeing, like, what I can do and what I can't do and, and trying to get better, you know?
1: Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, man. I, I love that. And I appreciate you guys jumping on here and sharing that story. That was, that was a ride. That was everything that was promised. And that was, <laughs> that was awesome. And, you know, what an awesome way to kind of tie it and, and and bring it home. And I think you have a really important message, both of you there. Um, you know, the harvest is fantastic and the the elk is fantastic and that gets to feed your family and that's certainly not insignificant and then uh being able to share you know your experiences and your lessons learned I think is invaluable to people man. and man and I I really appreciate you guys jumping on and sharing that
3: absolutely we appreciate you guys having us on you know um
1: yeah of course. Be a part of, this of course man
3: you know even if it's for a short time and you get tired of our nonsensical fucking antics on podcasts kick us the fuck out of here <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love it no it's it's fantastic let's uh you know before we close it out here let's go go around see if anybody's got any closing thoughts for us and uh bobby you want to you want to kick us off here
2: yeah man so i have some sitting here with a grin on my face listening to this whole story unpacked i'm and just laugh my ass off because I feel like it's so relatable that every one of us that hunts has a story that's similar to this. And it's just one of the ones that, you know, that you just love to tell and you're passionate about. And it's just really cool to actually hear your story and what happened with you. And I I mean, I don't want to say it was a massive train wreck, but it sounds like uh, it was a massive train wreck that turned out to be one of the best rewards that you can get out of it. So that's, what's really cool is hearing the, the ending story of that too, man
1: heck yeah david you got any closing thoughts for us man
2: Uh, man um yeah like i said massive
3: train wreck but just put yourself out there you know um get out there and 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 do hard shit you know i'm looking forward to the next opportunity um for myself you know to, to prove that i can do that you know i was i was I thrust myself into a situation that really and truthfully at the beginning of it, I felt like I shouldn't have, I should have probably tried to talk Jake out of taking me along. Um, I was not ready physically at all. um, And obviously not mentally at the end of the day. Um, But really that's, that's what we're looking for. You know, um, like kind of like Jake said, it's, it's, we're not looking, obviously you want to come home with some meat, you want to feed your family and all that. But at the end of the day, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for that challenge. We're looking to, to find where we're lacking and find what we can overcome and, and figure those things out. And, uh, so yeah, I got to do it again for sure. And I think everybody else should Absolutely.
1: hundred percent. That's a great call to action. Jakus, why don't you round us out, man? What do you got for us? Man, uh, show up, show up
0: for yourself show up where you think you can't show up in the field, show up in the gym, show up at the, at the dinner table, show up for your family. Um, it's not always easy, you know, um, hunting isn't necessarily about hunting. It's not about the harvest. It's about, um, so much more. It's about your personal philosophies, your morals, your ethics, your, um, determination, your grit, like what do you believe is true about humankind and how are you going to show that to be true across the board what are you going to teach your children what are you going to teach your friend groups what are you going to teach your parents about resilience you know like just show up for yourself and and figure some shit out and where you fail make sure you surround yourself with other people who aren't necessarily like-minded but come from a background that can can influence you can enlighten you can give a perspective that you haven't ever thought of you know before and uh, see if you can't come back again just get the job done you know and and you got to define for yourself what the job is is that is it harvesting that animal is it harvesting uh, a massive bull or a bear and carrying that pack out or is it just going out and sitting in a fucking tree stand and freezing your nuts off because it's chilled to the bone, you know, is it hunting, is it hunting archery? Is it, you know, whatever, whatever the the answer is for you, like, are you going to show up? Or are you just going to find another excuse to sit there?
1: Hell yeah. That's where I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. That's where growth happens, man. So yeah, go show up. And you know, we're gearing up for hunting season right now. So what a perfect opportunity for everybody out there and, Go do it with, uh, go do it with people you love, people you care about. And that's where growth happens. And, uh, yeah. Listeners, I hope you guys appreciate this story as much as I did. I was grinning ear to ear the entire time. (laughs) If, uh, if Bobby pulls any video from this man, it's just going to be me smiling like an idiot the whole time. And, uh, uh jacus and david i got i appreciate you guys jumping on here man this is that was awesome we really appreciate it man, we, look, appreciate, you we
0: appreciate you having us look forward to any other opportunities in the future to to be back on here look literally looking for excuses to be around you
3: guys yeah 100 percent. if we're talking about underwear i don't give a shit heck yeah <laughs>
1: we'll make it happen boys Sounds good, yeah man. we'll make it happen boys and uh listeners we appreciate the hell out of you guys Go follow uh, Hunt Lifty Official on Instagram. Go follow the new podcast page, the Hunt Lifty Podcast on Instagram. And, uh, you know, leave us a five star review, especially this one. Leave a six star if it lets you, that's what I'm going to try and do. So, <laughs> yeah. listeners, we appreciate you and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>